Hey, this is Kelly from the Dolly Rots, and you are listening to Jim and Mike Talk Music. Good to meet you. Yes, hi, Mike. Virtually. <laughs> and Jim, nice to meet yeah. you. Yeah, nice yeah. to meet you. Great. So we'll be missing uh, Lewis today. I'm yeah, sorry. Definitely. It was that. I mean, we can reschedule. No, you no. seem so disappointed. No, we're no just letting. Uh, I don't mind. That's okay. No, no, just letting our listeners know who's there because you know they okay. can't see. Yeah, yeah. The audio yeah. only yeah. going on here. So you're so. in Florida, right? Yes, we are. We are in Tampa. What's the temperature there? It's very cold. It's in the 50s. Really? Oh, it's 25 here. Yeah, we have single digits and 10. We hit we hit the 30s and that's that's warm this past week. I think it's one of the biggest cold spells I've had up here for this long. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be a while. Yeah. I hate yeah. the cold. Are you are you a newbie oh. to the tundra? No, no. No. <laughs> But it's just real. I mean, no, single, we're, we're from New Jersey. Yeah, but single digits for that long. Anyway, yeah. I am from New Jersey as well. Oh, really? Okay, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I was you born want... in Teaneck. Oh, I was going to say, do you want to <laughs> say where? Yeah. Okay, Teaneck. <laughs> yeah. Heard of it. Yeah. So Jim and Mike's uh, talk music is broadcast from uh, across the state, right near the Delaware River, and you know, on the they P- call on the PA side, Central New Jersey. Yeah, I guess. Got well, it. Washington. Yeah, we're not central. I mean, we're over on the west side. Yeah, west coast. Some people call. No, anyway. Okay. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so did you both, uh, you west and Lewis? <laughs> did you and Lewis uh, both grow up in Florida? Were you from Florida? Yeah. So I, I was. I was born in Jersey. He was born in Ecuador. Uh, oh, he grew oh. up in Texas, and, and I grew up in. My parents moved here on a train when I was six weeks old. Um, wow. Also on the train uh, yeah. was a, a pretty. My dad had a, a kind of epic night in the bar car, apparently. Mm-hmm. And um, my my mom was really really angry. And it wasn't until recently she remembered the guy's name, and it was Todd Rundgren. Oh really? <laughs> so <laughs> wow. when I was six, yeah, yeah. So when I was six weeks old, my poor mom, like the like the one car with six week old me. Like, you know, cursing my dad, who was having a great night in the bar car with with him and his band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Lewis, Lewis moved to we grew up in the suburbs of Tampa, a little town called Land Lakes, And we actually mm-hmm. met in eighth grade. And he decided in eighth grade he was going to marry me. And it wow. actually happened. Yeah. So wow. I think a... that sort of persistence is illegal now. <laughs> love at first sight yeah he, he kind of predestined yeah. yeah he made up his mind wow ecuador excellent yeah i've uh i've traveled to peru and we adopted a child from peru so yeah i know peru uh, oh, cool. better than ecuador yeah awesome yeah. awesome well you met in eighth grade so um mm-hmm. when you met was it because you were neighbors or you were in the same class together or you just we went to the same middle school 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So he he was like the new kid. He was kind of so weird. <laughs> he dressed really, really nice because yeah. he, he started school in Tampa kind of right right by where we live now actually closer to like the inner city and you know he he dressed very urban and had like really good shoes and all the name brand stuff and he showed up to podunk land of lakes <laughs> what is this guy he's exotic mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah he showed up and you know we were friends we had some classes together mm-hmm. but it wasn't until our junior year of high school I asked him to teach me to play guitar. I was trying to impress another guy, um, but I started <laughs> falling for him. And I asked him to the homecoming dance. And then he went to the same college as me, much, much to the disappointment of his family, um, mm-hmm. because he was he got accepted into Rice and some pretty amazing schools. But he followed me to this really strange little liberal arts hippie honors college in Florida called New College. And and then from the first day we lived together and at the end of college, graduated, got married, started the band that last year. Mm-hmm. And the band was just a joke. And then it, uh-huh. it just kind of we're like, you know, let's move to California. We can establish residency. We'll do school. He was going to go to med school, do med school, grad school there and, and see what happens. And then the band just kind of snowballed. So here we are. Well, what was the band? Uh, was it called No Chefs? Was that a band? Yeah, with you so and Lewis? it was a. It is the dorkiest story, but okay. it, it was based on um. We used to do. We did Model United Nations. We were both like we were pretty nerdy academically, um, and so we both did Model United Nations. Um, I did it in high school, but then we went back and we were counselors when we were in college, and. I don't remember where it even came from, but the the chef one year, it was like a guy volunteering to cook for us. He was just very kind of pretend posh. And at some point we made a joke like, we ever have a band, we're going to name it No Chef. And then we did. And <laughs> that's how that started. I think we played a whole 12 shows before we moved to California, though. We were definitely delusional. And thank God. Or we so never say, would have gone. So you say a joke, but uh, were you like you were half joking. I mean, you you still were performing and, and enjoying that. So it wasn't a complete joke. Yeah, being it, in a band. It's kind of half joking. Is that kind of what you mean? It was a complete joke at first. The band, <laughs> the, the songs were called Taco Bell Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, Charles Black Manson Girl. went in my wall. Um, Jackie Chan is one of those early songs that is oh, a yeah. joke song. We still play live every single mm-hmm. every single show. Um, but it it really was more comedy than rock and roll initially. Mm-hmm. We also nobody knew how to play an instrument. Lewis had to teach all of us. You know, we <laughs> we started out by learning covers. So we learned we each got to pick one. There were four of us at that time. I played rhythm guitar. Um, I picked a Ronette's song. The bass player picked a Blink song. Yeah, it's uh, Lewis yeah. picked the Ramones and the drummer mm-hmm. picked the Misfits. So we okay. just we learned those four songs over and over and over. We would play them and and then we just kind of became what would later become the Dolly Rods. Mm-hmm. Once the bass player he quit, and I had to learn to play bass and sing all the songs because I was just playing rhythm guitar, singing some backing vocals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had like two weeks before we had a show, and so I just. I played all the root notes of the bar chords on a bass guitar. And that yeah. is still kind of what I do. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, the base, base, basics. I know baseline, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that's basically what base is anyway. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, you guys, I have it actually written down that that maybe you were influenced by the Ramones, Green Day, and maybe some '60s girls group. Yeah. So you mentioned that's exactly right. Wow. I yeah. I don't think you mentioned Green Day, but no, I mean you know, they were it, definitely part of what we heard growing up. You know, kids mm-hmm. of like the the late 90s, early 2000s. We love Green Day. Our first album came out on Lookout Records and our heads pretty much exploded with happiness mm-hmm. when that happened. <laughs> it was actually Lookout's imprint label because at that point, Lookout had started doing more like indie rock stuff. And so mm-hmm. they they had Panic Button, which was their pop punk imprint label. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was pretty cool. And Green what? Day is the reason why we moved to Blackheart Records after that because... Green Day had a falling out with Lookout Records, and mm-hmm. so they're no more after that. Yeah, yeah. And so Jim got it with Green Day out. then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What two now? What, two. Now when when did um when did you change the name to the Dolly Rots and where did that name come from? I have kind of a theory that Jim's the, got a theory. So, look out. Well, that the the I Dolly think, being fun and Rots yeah. being punk, so kind of. Yeah, Ooh, I mean, fun. that's pretty much what it was. Mm-hmm. We were no chef until the bass player quit and I started singing and fronting the band. And at that point, I was very uncomfortable with that. I, I kind of still am. But <laughs> we were, you know, we were chef and then we were a different band. So we're like, we need to change the name and, you know, kind of be a different band. So we played one one show as Dane Kitty. And that was just, there was a commercial on it at the time. I can't remember. I think it was an insurance company or something. And there was a girl fronted band and it was called Danger Kitty. So we were like, all right, right, we'll do that. But I don't know. We didn't, we didn't keep it. It was confusing. Google was around at that point. So you're like, we need something that's Googleable and Mm -hmm. that describes the band. And it had to be the somethings, of course, Mm -hmm. the girl group influence, you know, a, a lot of the punk rock bands were the somethings as well. And so we just made two piles of words. We had like sweet, sugary, cute, gooey ones that mm-hmm. kind of reflected me. And then we had like more edgy, gross, even words in another pile to reflect the music. And we just kept pulling out different ones. Lewis and I remember it differently, but mm-hmm. yeah. I remember pulling out a whole bunch of them. We did, it was like Bubble Guns, which is now a band. There are a whole bunch <laughs> that we pulled out that are bomb, bands now. Bomb Pops. That, that we did. <laughs> yeah, Bomb, bomb Pops, pops was it. actually yeah. in there. Yeah, it's so strange. But, but yeah, so then... What I remember is we we didn't pick one we really loved. And then we were driving around and I was thinking about them. I was like, what about like the lolly dolls or the lolly somethings or the dolly and then like dolly pops? It's like dolly rots. And, yeah. and that's what I remember. I can remember like the road we were driving on, but he doesn't think it happened that way. Mm-hmm. It, it reminds <laughs> me, of, there's an area in West Virginia. It's up on the plateau, the highlands of West, because, you know, there are mountains in West Virginia. And it's called Dolly mm-hmm. Sods. Have you ever heard of that? Have you heard of the place called Dolly Sods? No. Yeah. It's dolly Rots, Dolly Sods. Yeah. <laughs> have not i had we have been called many names though (laughs) i i was telling jim i you know jim's getting a lot of things right here but i had a name for you guys and i'm proposing i was thinking uh the uh ogden heads i that could work it doesn't have it sounds more like a a black metal band you know but do you know why oh so what um so 
yeah, your uh, your surname, I think. I was trying to pronounce that. I might have butchered that. Ogden. Ogden. O- Ogden. Ogden. It's an Ogden. English derived. Ogden head. <laughs> yeah. And, and cabezas, right? Cabezas? Yep. Yeah, okay. Yep. It means, means heads. So anyway. Yes. Just putting those together. You want to know the best part? So <laughs> yes. Lewis, his degree is in neurobiology. And had he gone on to med school, it would have been some kind of neuromedicine, and he yes. would have been Doctor Heads, a head doctor. Doctor Heads, yes, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that neuro neuro uh, biology. Yeah, that's why it couldn't happen. Yeah, it would have been too silly. Mm-hmm. No one would have taken it seriously. My sister <laughs> actually has a doctor named Doctor Pepper, and she's Dr. like, it's so Pepper. hard. Not to yeah, I've heard of Doctor Payne. Doctor Payne. Call oh. pain. <laughs> so is, is it true you, you both of you were going to go to med school and you decided Lewis to... was. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, yeah, so that's the I mean, he took the MCATs and everything. He was ready to mm-hmm. go. And he then love, just... he was in love though. He was in love. I, I think, you know, he couldn't couldn't go that well, route. He was not in love with medicine at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not what I meant. Had, had chosen that path, it probably would have been me. My mom, she was a nurse. Mm-hmm. Um, she ended her career as a vice president of a hospital, but she started out as a floor nurse. I spent my entire like young years volunteering in a hospital and in veterinary clinics. And I, I really enjoy medicine, but mm-hmm. I didn't want to do it as a career. I, I was studying environmental science. So my thesis, I wrote my thesis on sea turtle nesting and yeah. I did a, a big GPS project in Sarasota. I watched live at night the turtles on the east coast of Trinidad drop about 30 yeah. eggs down into that hole and then cover it all up. It was amazing. Yeah. I'll never forget it. When she's done, yeah, you can't see so where cool. she dug. So they go round and yeah. round, and, and then you have no idea where she just dropped the, the big pot of eggs. It was amazing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I used to help tag them. I would mark all the nests in the mornings. That kind okay, of stuff. yeah. So your, your early albums... Mm-hmm. Or maybe half your albums feature rabbits. So, is there any all significance? Of <laughs> all of them. All of them have a rabbit on them. The rabbit is on all of them. Yeah, oh, but it's, it's like some of them you have to look. Oh, okay. But the rabbit is always there. Oh, okay. It, it started out because with our first album, we weren't really sure what what the artwork should be like, and you know, we we're like, ah, I don't know. And so, the woman Kathleen Lolly, she's a really cool artist. She's like. Mm-hmm. She did cool cartoony kind of things. And initially we were like, should they be monkeys? And we were like, ah, monkeys, they can be kind of gross. And so then I was like, how about bunnies? And it's, it's kind of because there was this story. It's, it's a bit of a loss of innocence story. I, growing up at my grandparents' house, I had a bunny. And, you know, the bunny would change a little bit here and there. But, you know, I never really thought much of it. I knew snowshoe hairs could change color when it got cold. And I was like, I'm sure it's just, you know, it's the same bunny. That's hoppy. And then when I was about 17, we were at Easter at my aunt's house and we were watching old family videos. And I saw me as a like a four-year-old with my bunny. And I was like, oh, look, it's hoppy. My aunt's like, God, is that hoppy one or 20? <laughs> oh, <nice>. What? <laughs> what? Like, I thought hoppy. I thought Hoppy was like the oldest living rabbit ever. I thought Hoppy really lived to be like 16. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, Kelly, no. And I think deep inside, I kind of knew, but they had lied to me all those years, my whole family. And so yeah. wow. at that point, I didn't trust anybody ever again. Yeah, yeah. Not really. 
I'm kidding. I'm, I'm smiling. This is my video, so listeners don't know that I was I was smiling. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we we went with the bunny. The bunny's kind of innocent, but can be very mischievous as well. Mm-hmm. Good describer of us. Do you and uh, Lewis write the songs together? Does one one of you write the lyrics? One writes the music? Or you? It kind of depends on the songs. Okay. Um, the music almost always comes first. Mm-hmm. Or the music has always covered. Yeah, every now and then I'll have like a small idea. One of us will have a line that we've thought of that we'll will bring into a song after we have music. Um, but we're not one of those bands where you know someone's a poet and then somebody puts music to poems. It's never worked that way. The music has always informed the melody and the words. You know, mm-hmm. it it kind of all. I don't know. I like to joke that it like falls out of the ether and it becomes its own thing. Like we don't. We don't ever sit down and go, okay, we're going to write a song yeah, about yeah. walking in the rain. You know, it, it just, mm-hmm. you know, he starts with a guitar riff or we start with a drum beat and a bass line or, you know, something. And as we get going, I kind of come up with a melody usually. And then the melody sometimes just turns into words. And then, you know, we pick a couple of those words and then we add on words. And then, and then it becomes mm-hmm. a thing about something. But yeah. it's, it's pretty organic that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good descriptions. first song you wrote was it taco bell <laughs> what was that um, so taco bell girl was written by the original bass player of the dolly rats josh okay. so no didn't write that one the first one we wrote was called boom boom and okay. it was about a roommate that we had in college and about how we would play his music too loud and okay. um they would cook in the kitchen and there's a line about sloppy tofu and it was always really <laughs> Is that so like that, making yeah, a sloppy like Joe? That's like making a sloppy Joe from tofu. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Oh, that's... No, they were just sloppy. It, it just oh, worked. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing that cutting up, you know, little bits of tofu, adding mm-hmm. the barbecue sauce. Sloppy. Uh-huh. That's sloppy easy tofu. to do now. Yeah. Man, yeah, there's see... there's lots of ground ground tofu products. Yeah. That are actually really good. You just put that mm-hmm. can of sloppy Joe sauce in there. Yeah. It's good. Or a plant. Based yeah, yeah. Are are you and Lewis yeah. vegetarian or vegan? I stopped eating meat when I was twelve, and the bunny thing now again, right? That's the bunny thing. We can attribute. <laughs> no, that was a, an eighth grade <laughs> teacher giving out pita pamphlets in class, which oh. is also probably illegal now. Yeah, when I when I understood what factory farming was, I was like, I went home like mom and dad. I cannot participate in this anymore. They're like, okay, sure. You know, they thought it would last like a week. They're like, you're going to have to learn to cook then. And I was like, okay, fine. And I cook dinners twice a week. 
and would just kind of eat what I could of mm-hmm. dinner and make things on the side. And yeah, it's been a long time now. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I do eat seafood now. Sustainable. Well, yeah, yeah. ideally, but, but yeah, Lewis, uh, he eats chicken and seafood. Mm-hmm. He stays away from the mammals mostly and our kids mm-hmm. eat everything. Yeah. yeah. I'll let them decide later. So we got chickens think- and stuff, but mm-hmm. you know, they, yeah. they understand nuggets come from we have six pet chickens (laughs) wow you have six pet chickens excellent well i mean pets or quasi pets they're pets they're pets we eat their eggs but they're definitely pets we're not yeah we're not very good farmers you know i take (laughs) them to the vet if they're sick that kind of stuff so (laughs) so you all are a family of four uh tell us about uh is it river and daisy yeah river is eight and daisy is five river grew up on the road total road dog loves touring i think that it is a big part of his personality anywhere we go he just talks to people and makes friends and right you know he's very very used to that um our daughter she is five and so the last time she really toured she was just past two and a half years old and she doesn't even remember being in hotels or on an airplane she's like have i ever been on an airplane like yes you've even been multiple times up but she has no recollection whatsoever. That will make their personalities different. Yeah, yeah. They will have different personalities yeah. uh, from someone like myself. We're hitting the road in March. The same house. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. We're, we're touring in March, in March, so I'm, I'm hoping she likes it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's excellent. How do you, how do you manage that? I was, just, I was just thinking about that, uh, listening to your music and, and everything. I was thinking, okay, touring, what do you do with the five-year-old and the eight-year-old? How do you manage it? Uh, well, we always have a designated tour nanny, mm-hmm. um, but you know, a lot of it is just entertainment. And I don't know if you guys have kids, but mm-hmm. we have to have a whole lot of fifteen-minute activities and mm-hmm. snacks and bribes that we yeah. bring out and kind of surprise them with. And so, yeah. you know, for example, for a to Europe with a toddler. You know, it's kind of a nightmare at times yeah, because, yeah. you know, also, first of all, most of the time they were on our lap because there's no way we were paying for another <laughs> ticket until they were past the two year mark. So you're <laughs> like thousand dollars here. Yeah, like you're, you're holding this squirmy creature that never stops <laughs> wow. moving yeah. for like eight hours yeah, that is uh, bored. They don't watch movies at that point. So mm-hmm. I always I had this black drawstring like backpack mm-hmm. that I would put in the i had a, this huge duffel bag from my, my oh you didn't put them in that no okay <laughs> yeah that would be that's great. what i was <laughs> i got this large duffel no i'm, I'm my teasing my cousin I, and the greens gave me this yeah. big backpack yeah and so yeah. in the backpack were changes of clothes for you know the kids and us because that's another tip if you have kids you're gonna get pooped on or puked mm-hmm. on at some point so don't ever get on a flight without something for you as well yeah yeah, inside my secret bag of tricks would be mm-hmm. all sorts of bribes, like small ones, though, like M&Ms, little mm-hmm. little candy things they've never had before, um, <laughs> yeah. like t- notepads and activity books and puzzles and, you know, all all those little things that will distract them for about 15 minutes. Little kids also love playing with spoons and straws mm-hmm. and cups and water. They'll yeah. they'll spend like removing water from one cup <laughs> to the other one. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't even have to be stuff you buy at the store. 
but they they definitely need constant stimulation yeah and you know especially when they're little and not yeah i think i remember on that tablet yeah playing games my, oh man i think i remember that my son's 18 so he's yeah. pretty much yeah he yeah. still lives here but he works and he yeah doesn't want to really be bothered but yeah the, the kids are all different <laughs> yeah. yeah i've got three three kids and so yes yeah. yeah, one will be entertained with uh, a whiteboard you know the white we had this little whiteboard with the oh, dry yeah. erase and the other one went nothing to do with it it's like okay find something else yeah, <laughs> yeah you, they're, they're yeah. gonna be different yeah that's great yeah, yeah our daughter great. daisy loves drawing and doing oh, cool arts and crafts and mm -hmm. stuff and river not so into that yeah. you'd rather yeah. be building with legos yeah we would bring a few like very high quality things to like a, a couple lego sets deep in the bag for when things really mm -hmm. got rough yeah, yeah. pull yeah. out yeah. a lego Play-Doh. I think definite. it's going to be an advantage to him to have, uh, you know, to be more outgoing because of all the traveling and stuff. I always think that's an advantage. I was shy as a child and I could have done so much more if, if I wasn't. And I really think that's going to be helpful. Yeah. It yeah, might, Daisy it is might, very you know, shy. <laughs> yeah, so she's the opposite. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Some of your songs, they've been in uh, movies and TV shows. And one that intrigued me, and this is a while ago. Well, this was 2006. You might know what I'm going to talk about, but it was an episode mm -hmm. of CSI oh. stu <laughs> stuck on you. I have mm -hmm. not seen this. I should have watched it. I saw it was, you know, you could rent it. But your songs Kick Me to the Curb and Good Night Tonight were featured. And I think both you and Lewis were in the TV show, in the episode. Mm -hmm. You're members yeah. of a fictional band, and I love it, called The Rough Sex. And it's S E C T S sex. And you played <laughs> and you played Stephanie O'Dell. Uh, you mm -hmm. were the bass player, of course. Uh -huh. um, of course. So tell us some things like how this came about. Yeah. Um, was this your first, maybe your last acting role? Right. Like who gets to do that, you know? So that's Yeah. Well, we had just signed a publishing deal. We had had a, a Hewlett Packard commercial that aired mm -hmm. before that one. It was same same person this guy john anderson he was very important to us getting a lot of these film and tv things him and brad rains um he called me one afternoon he's like kelly it's kind of it's kind of a long hop, but i bet you can do it he's like they are looking for an actress that can play bass or guitar to be on a okay. show he's mm -hmm. like just you know dress up you know like you would for a show and go to this audition it was at cbs or whatever studios and I was like, okay. And I was terrified, right? So I I drive there. I I've got like my my jeans, my Chuck Taylors, mm -hmm. old vintage t-shirt. Like that's before when I played. I got my bass. Before I go in, I chug two um mini bottles of wine. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I can do this. I'm like trying to like puff my and I walk up. There's a line of like 30 girls dressed with like thigh high leather boots and mini skirts fishnets yeah. leather jackets you know big black eyeliner and i was like oh mm -hmm. okay i'm just gonna turn around there's no way i'm gonna get mm -hmm. this and i stayed because i i didn't want to not even try and get yelled at so i i did the interview <laughs> for the audition yeah i played a song acapella on an electric bass it's mortifying because there's no sound right yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's an electric uh, bass. They didn't have anything uh, to plug into. But uh, most of these other girls didn't bring a bass, which mm -hmm. weird, yeah. right? So I wonder, I I might have been one of the few people who actually played 
And I played one of our songs that was a baseline. It was mostly bass driven called out of LA. And I was talking to them and they, they were smiling and they were really, really like warm and cool. And they're like, well, you know, how would you feel about playing, you know, some, some songs that we had written for this, you know, instead of playing your songs, you know, would you be cool with that? I know you're in a real band. And I was like, yeah, you know, it'd be way cooler to play our songs. I mean, we've got great mm-hmm. songs. Let it flow. And yeah. they're like, <laughs> they're like, <laughs> well, maybe. And I was like, and then, you know, it'd be kind of weird if it was just a band of actors. You could just use our band. And they're like, well, maybe we'll. So I left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that would be easier. Them. I mean, it just makes sense. I, yeah, I was like, yeah. it will be easier. <laughs> And they're like, yeah, well, that's nice. You know, we'll, we'll let you know. Okay. Goodbye. And so I was like, oh, I just screwed that up. I just pretty much told them no, unless they let me use my stuff with my band. That was stupid. So I'm like kicking myself, walk back to the van. And I just kind of hung out for a while and I drive back. Don't worry. It was only too many bottles of wine. I was fine to drive. <laughs> I drove back home and I, I got a call and they're like, they, they want to give it to you. I was like, what? And they're like, and they want to use kick me to the curb. And it was Jackie Chan, right? I can't even remember. Or good night tonight. And Mm -hmm. and they, they want to use two Dolly Rot songs. They loved it. And I was like, wow. I was like, and what about the rest of the band? Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're like, they said that was okay. And so the girl, Shelly wasn't a real actress and she was playing the drummer in the band and they had already hired her for the gig. She was on Gilmore Girls. She had done some other stuff. So she was already drummer. I was like, oh, well, that's no problem. Our drummer plays guitar so she can just be the extra guitar Mm -hmm. player. And they're like, (laughs) okay. (laughs) And so they should be glad because you're helping them. You know, you're you're helping them along, making things easier. It sounds like they're not trying to make things easier. (laughs) Yeah, but it it worked out. So our drummer and Lewis are playing guitar. I'm playing bass, and an actress is playing the drummer. And it was really fun. It was great. Oh, it sounds fun. Yeah, you know, it was a really fun experience. Did and you it, have any? It's lines? a funny episode. Too. Did you? Yeah, I was a main character. They thought I was the murderer. Oh, okay. And so the bass, the bass is the murder instrument. Oh. Oh, yeah. So I'm not going to give it away. You no, watch but, but it. I you were on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert. But you were the suspected <laughs> killer. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like yeah, I, yeah. I actually got like co-star billing. Wow. It was, it was so fun. cool. Yeah. Wow. Now, Who gets to was do that, that your only acting? We've been uh, in a couple movies. Um, okay. One was called Girl Trash Up All Night. It's like a lesbian in musical comedy <laughs> that it, it was really fun and Direct-a-video. i played a villain <laughs> thanks dude <laughs> um, um, yes it was um but but yeah i play i play an evil cokehead that steals the girlfriends um but it, it was actually really cool the cast the cast was a lot of the the women from the l word and mm-hmm. they were all real actors yeah. and yeah i i got to I got to be an evil person. So evil. They were like, do you want to use a name? Not the Dolly Rots? Um, Cause it was the whole band again. Yeah. And I was like, no way. We'll be the Dolly Rots. Like, but you're a cokehead and you're really mean. And I was like, that's eh, fine. Like Dolly Rots. Better, so better to get I mean, publicity. <laughs> fine. So yeah. So you were um, able we to use, you were able to use it. Then. Yeah. Yeah. We did it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, why would you not want to be the Dolly Rots? It's kind of, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you want to change I it? I mean, gee. <laughs> so, so I have a list of songs here. The interview is not going to be three hours, by the way. No, but hopefully not. If you saw Jim's, if you saw Jim's notes, he he really only, has he really has researched. He does mo- a lot more research. I only than have I, do. I only have twenty pages. No, yeah, I, no, I have seven okay. pages. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of songs I like. I can't say I hate any of your songs. I yeah, just love that's a good all thing. the songs. That's a good thing. But I picked Thank out. You. I think there's uh, seven songs there, and. If you could tell us about maybe a couple of them, you know, how they came about or the recording of them or anything, you can. But we can do them one at a time or let me go down the... Here, I'll start, start from the top me. here. Okay. The song Almost. Almost. So yeah, that's almost. a Bowling for Soup song. Yeah, Dolly Rocks um, versus Bowling for Soup. Yeah, uh, we, we toured with Bowling for Soup a lot in their, their tour bus. And mm-hmm. ahead of a tour, we decided to put out a split seven inch where we did two of their songs and they did two of our songs. So that's that's where that one came. Oh, very cool. Oh, is that one of their songs? Yeah. Almost. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. It was actually a, it was a radio hit. I think they were nominated for a Grammy for that one. Yeah, I like their stuff. Yeah. It's a good combination, though, you guys touring with Bowling for Soup. Yeah. 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 Not that. The Dolly Rats is a female band, but you know, female singer, and then yeah. it's like the male version mm-hmm. of the Dolly Rats. Yeah. You know, but, <laughs> yeah. We're going to Europe together in May with okay. Lit. It's Bowling for Soup Lit in the Dolly oh. Rats. Wow. Cool. Yeah. In this, uh, this May. Yeah. yeah. God willing. Yeah. Yeah. I, you don't know with, uh, with COVID. So the next one's this is another, this is you with Jarrett Reddick um, from Bowling. Oh, love you, love you, love you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but I love this song because it's it sounds like it might be a, a nice little song. Oh, it's a lovely little ditty. It is. But it's I love you, love you, love you, and I'm never gonna leave you. But I kind of hope you fucking die. You know, I yeah, just love that. Yeah. Uh, so we, it, we did that one ahead of another tour. It was a promo thing, but mm-hmm. it sparked us wanting to work together more. So I actually have a band with him called Jarrett and Kelly, and okay. we're gonna mm-hmm. work on a new album. But we oh, yeah wow. we put up put out an album together but we'll oh. do that one live when we tour together sometimes now is that a bowling for soup song or did you is that a new no a Jared new wrote that one with with a, a woman named lisa marr she's a really cool okay. songwriter um she's worked with bowling for soup i think the queers also um we keep we keep doing a lot of things that overlap but mm-hmm. i haven't actually met her oh, okay yeah. it's cool though and then uh i know how to party Great video. That one. <laughs> yeah. I love this bit. Everyone's laying on the floor. Um, 
Now, this song reminded me of the Andrew W.K. song. Exactly. Party Hard. Yeah, we sampled it yeah. in there. Oh, okay. Oh. That's why. That's why he yeah. reminded you. Wow. And yeah, your son is in the video. Produced that. Mm -hmm. And so that that was kind of it was kind of a, a nod and a joke. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I know how to party. Yeah. And Rivers in that. Party video. hard. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Rivers in a lot of them. <laughs> um, Daisy's in a lot of them too. So when mm -hmm. she came, we try to get them even a little cameo and whatever we yeah, can yeah. usually. Uh, speaking of cameo behind you there, I'll let our listeners know is a cameo of oh, yeah. um, <laughs> now it's either a dingo, a coyote, a fox, or it's your dog. Yeah, that's <laughs> who is that back then? That is Dodger Dog. He's our panda puppy. We got him in March of 2020. Oh, yeah. And June June 6th, he turned one year old, and he's almost not psycho now. <laughs> it was it was hard. We for about a year, I had been looking for an older dog to adopt. But you know, as I mentioned, we have chickens, we have mm -hmm. cats, we have oh, tiny yeah. tiny kids, and so I was just I was concerned because every time I would call about a dog and be like. Will they get along with children for sure, cats and chickens? You know, you'll say, oh, absolutely. And so I was like, man, we're going to have to do a puppy. And so he's our first and only puppy ever. It was crazy, but we are we are very happy he's in our family. <laughs> Roger Dodger. Yeah. <laughs> I love baseball as well. <laughs> OK, there you go. OK, next song. Brand new key, which this is the first time I heard of the Dolly Rats. Actually, I probably saw the video mm -hmm. first. It's a great song. And it's a it's, 70s yeah. song by mm -hmm. Melanie. Mm -hmm. Anything about that or the video? Or So I discovered that record at my best friend's house when I was about 16, I think. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but I love it. Their dad <laughs> had this awesome record collection. You know, all sorts of, you know, Woodstock era songs. He had like a guitar strap of Joan Baez's, like... He, he's a really cool old hippie dude. And that song out of all of them, I just loved it. And I had it on a cassette tape. I was learning to drive. I just played it on repeat and I, I would do it to torture people because a lot of people didn't like it. And so it was just kind of fun. And then we had to put a cover on each album. A lot of the bands that we look up to, you know, one of the things that they would do is, is, you know, leave lead us to other bands that we might like or that influence them. Like if it weren't for Nirvana, we wouldn't have learned about, you know, Bikini Kill and mm -hmm. Meat Pop and Buzzcocks and Readers and the Pixies. And, you know, I feel like it's really important for a band to inform their fans about, you know, other bands that they like, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, right. their influences. Right. So, you know, on our first album, we did Be My Baby by the Ronettes. This one was on our, our second album. Them. And it was really hard to record because it was such a part of me, the original, that when <laughs> I went to go try and make it mine, it was really confusing. And it also, the original is not really in a, a key perfectly. So that was mm -hmm. a little tricky yeah. in the studio, but eventually we got through it. And Melanie, I talk to her sometime now. Um, oh, wow. She loves it. She, <laughs> she loves that we did it. I think, oh yeah, there's a, um, up there. How can I? Uh, anyway, <laughs> over my shoulder, above, above the dog. There, okay. yeah, oh, there, that's that's her signature. Okay. It says, "To Kelly and Lewis, love the way you do it, love Melanie." Okay, and so cool. I yeah. see your dirty dance, cool. dirty dancing picture too. Greatest soundtrack ever to exist. 
<laughs> that that was one of my main introductions to 60s music. We're going to be interviewing uh, in a couple months a guy who played guitar on She's Like the Wind. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Very cool. Yeah. 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 So for our listeners, uh, they're behind Kelly. She has a lot of frames oh, yeah. <laughs> and signed um, autographed uh, photographs, uh, maybe an album cover. What do you got right there? Oh, is that Sir? Is that Sir Paul McCartney? <laughs> What? This is pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> since we talked about Ecuador, yeah, mm-hmm. it's an original Meet the Beatles, wow. the Ecuadorian pressing. Oh, yeah, mono yeah, monophonico. Yeah. Um, los yeah, the illustration looks a little little different than the I guess yeah. the original. Yeah, it's it's just slightly different. Yeah. yeah, Meet the Beatles. We stole it wow. from Lewis's dad. <laughs> he saw it and said, I want this. Yeah, I'm were, taking this. The room we're in, I have <laughs> posters and autographs. I got yeah. Grace Potter sign. Oh, cool. Just Stone, yeah. Sign picture. Good. Yeah. He's I didn't awesome. meet them, but mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. So uh, okay. Last song here. I'm gonna say this is a new song. I guess I should know this. Just like all the rest. Uh, uh-huh. your new album. And I love the video. This one animated. (laughs) There's many Lewis's in this video. (laughs) Mm -hmm. My favorite scene, though, is in the. I don't know if it's in the subway, but there's all there's like five Lewis's. There's one laying down and they all (laughs) eventually pick up a guitar, except the one. I noticed the one guy, he's still just laying there, you know, unconscious or. Yeah, I love that. That part. So tell us about that. How did how did how did that come about? Like the animation? Who is the person that? Oh, because of COVID, we're in Florida right now. We usually do our our videos and photography and everything in California and Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this album came together in a matter of four days. Mm -hmm. And then we had about a week to turn in a video. And so we actually went to Fiverr and found an illustrator that I had used for something and and we were like hey we need a video can you do this and the guy did an amazing job wow. the end was kind of sad because none of the lewis's ended up getting the kelly at the end of the original version mm-hmm. and so i was like you gotta <laughs> like have us walk off into the sun or something yeah, yeah and so so he changed it to that mm-hmm. but but yeah. most of it was just him with you know very little input from us any input came from lewis of course. I guess mm-hmm. that's how he felt when we were in no, it's high a great school. video. Yeah. Just a reminder for our listeners, that's just like all the rest. Check that out in video or, or audio. Now, I noticed that you have song, you have not a lot of so- songs, but songs about California, I guess, when you live there. But there's no f- songs about Florida. Yeah. It, did no. you even so, do you think about Florida? So this, in your song? so this is my stupid joke. OK, here it comes. That I okay. think you need a song called Flora da D U H. Duh. Oh, yeah. Could be. Could be. We are working on a new album. Maybe. All right. yeah. and, and Flora, of course, means flower. So there's a flower yeah, it theme. Be, it could be a duh. song about Flora, a girl named Flora. <laughs> yeah. Flora, yeah. duh. Yeah. 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 I, don't know. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Flora, I'm going to put it in my, my idea bank. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Along with many, many notes in your head. So let's talk about the new album. This came out, I believe, yesterday, which was yeah. the yeah. what was the yesterday? 21st. <laughs> January. Um, so this is 
20 years of rarities, B-sides, and cover songs. 24 songs. Wow. Uh, That's a bunch. So I was we thinking, left a bunch out. Wow. Are there just a couple new songs on this one? Yeah, it's just two. Okay. Okay. And uh, I was thinking about B-sides. Now, are, were these... Were these on actual 45s or because nobody? Yeah, a lot, usually... of, a lot, a lot of them were. Um, that's why they're B-sides. But okay. they, they're, um, some of them came out on, on one-offs that we would do with friends, um, other labels. But mm-hmm. a lot of those 45s are short runs. You know, maybe some of them only had, you know, 500 copies ever, ever created. And also some of them didn't have digital releases. And so... We were like, man, it'd, it'd be great to to get those out into the world because, you know, a lot of people, even some of our biggest fans haven't heard them because it was mm-hmm. so limited. Yeah. So that's what that's what some of them are. Some of them are, are that we recorded when we recorded albums and intended for them to be, yeah, they were extra, you know, besides mm-hmm. that didn't happen. A couple of them were besides from Wicked Cool releases. And that's kind of how the project came to came to be really Lewis we really want to have something to put out last year and ideally before Christmas because we've never gone two years without releasing an album but you know due to COVID and being home with the kids for a year we kept them out of school for a year and did zoom schooling and you know it was Mm -hmm. it was pretty much just survival mode and not a lot of time for creative thinking no inspiration whatsoever. You know, we just, we have had a lot of trouble writing. Um, we've gotten back into it more. So the kids went back to school after last spring break. So we're kind of getting back into normalcy a little bit. Um, yeah. Still not a whole lot of outside inspiration happening, <laughs> but you know, we, we hadn't written enough to record a full album. And so we're like, maybe it's time to do the B-sides thing and yeah. you know, put out all of this stuff that we've recorded. You know, a lot of those covers, or for yeah. fans or for patrons, we have a Patreon and we'll, we'll just record things for them for fun sometimes. Mm-hmm. And we asked Wicked Cool if we could use a couple of these B-sides. And they're like, yeah, of course you can use them, but want to put it out with us? And we're like, mm-hmm. yeah, but can you have it out by <laughs> Christmas? And they're like, we'll get back to you. And then they're like, if we can have all the materials by Monday and a day. Yeah. Uh, and it was wow. Thursday. Yeah, yeah. And this was just an idea. So that ended up being four of the craziest days of our lives. We went through all the hard drives. Uh, We picked a sequence. Lewis did a couple really quick remixes on things and sent it off to master. This artist, Stefan, he has a company called SBAM. He's in Austria. He's an awesome artist, works on a lot of our releases with us. We sent him a message. We're like, we know this is a tall order, but is there any way? You can get us artwork and layout for this double album. He's like, give me till tomorrow. And he totally did it. Wow. Um, <laughs> Working 20 hours. Fast. It was done. We, we didn't have time to overthink it. It just yeah. happened. And, yeah. and now here we are. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm glad cool. it happened like that. Otherwise, there it is. There it is. Yeah, we, we would have toiled over what songs to include. Yeah. We would have toiled over remixing, but so we had no time. So you time. I just, get it. Yeah. Would, oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> so wow. the disc two is uh, cover songs. All cover songs. Yeah. Oh, very right. cool. Very cool. Yeah, I got mine yesterday. Woo-hoo! 
What? Hey, uh, for our listeners, Jim, why don't you mention some, read off some of the cover songs there oh, yeah. uh, to uh, pick their interest. So we got, um, well, here, read it off of the. Uh, yeah, read it right off there. We got Breed, uh, Stay, Ruby Soho, High School Never Ends. That's a Bowling for Soup song. Mm-hmm. Walking on Sunshine, Katrina and the Waves. Yeah. The do I like oh because you have a single do run run I want to be sedated and this one is do run run the sponge the sponge <laughs> who is the sponge the sponge oh, band so <laughs> in in, in the cartoon SpongeBob I think it might have been in oh. one of the movies <laughs> there's we were recording I want to be sedated to do run run for an album. And our producer, John Fields, we're, we're like, this is the same song. We're just going to smash them together and, right. you know, mm-hmm. kind of show that. And he's like, you know what else is the same song? Goes to YouTube, that pulls up the sponge. And it's actually Black, <laughs> Black Dahlia from the Dwarves singing okay. it. And, and it's, it's just do the sponge. And it's the okay. same song as yeah. the Do Run Run and I Want to Be Speeded. And he was like, feel. man. Yeah, he's like, it'd be funny if we just put that in the middle. So we did. We didn't put it on an album until now. Um, but it's just been waiting for the perfect moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also on that one is, uh, is uh, I believe, uh, Dancing With Myself uh, by Billy Idol and mm-hmm. uh, Earth Angel. I was just singing that to my wife uh, yesterday, believe it or not. Uh, the Starliners, yeah. And the Dirty Dancing song. Oh, okay. We're coming oh, back to Dirty count. Dancing. Yeah. Do You Love Me? Yes. By the yeah. Contours. <laughs> Contours. Yeah. That is a great song. It really is. I love that song. It's kind of boring to cover, though, because it's the same thing over and over and over again. Right, right. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. Not, not a lot Which of when variety. They do, you don't notice. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I was trying. I was like, oh, my God, how can I change this up a little bit? <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually harder than you would think. <laughs> Do you use the same uh, band when you record and tour? So right now I'm in my radio studio. Um, okay. I do a, a radio show on mm-hmm. XM. Yeah. Every day. And so I got my, you know, oh, um, okay. so we've got this Studio B. Um, but we, we actually have a studio in a like a mother in law behind house where mm-hmm. we record everything um lewis tracks it all here and so we do the the main instrument stuff here guitar bass vocals backing vocals all of that and then typically we send it to our producer john fields and he either we find a drummer that that drums on it at the end we started this process one, two, three, our fourth album is when we started mm-hmm. doing it this way we, we have a drummer drum on it at the end. And then John, he adds all of the, you know, keyboard parts and sauce, all that special mm-hmm. sauce that goes on that a producer does. Um, and when we can do it together, you know, we, we send him the tracks, he sets them all up. And then he's in Minneapolis. Now we met him in LA. He's since moved back to Minneapolis. We'll, we'll, we'll go to Minneapolis and meet him for the drum tracks and any extra stuff um, we usually do together if possible. But, you know, when we do one off or, you know, a, a thing that just doesn't make sense to fly there for. We'll we'll just kind of do it in the two different studios, and he glues it all together magically somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, we do a lot of it here. Bringing the drums in uh, last. I don't think that's typical uh, of a lot of bands. Yeah, that's uh, you know playing with the playing with a click track, getting a drummer to to do it correctly. There's a lot of different uh, you know possibilities there. <laughs> I'm glad that works out. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, we since our second album and, and really since the start of the band, one of the the only sources of of tension and arguments was always the BPM because mm-hmm. Lewis he actually started on piano and he has such a great internal tempo mm-hmm. that drives him insane if we're speeding up <laughs> or slowing down yeah, uh, or yeah. something's too fast or too slow. I swear it was just a constant wow. source of stress. And yeah. so even starting with our second drummer ever, which we've had about a hundred now, um, we used to play with this thing called a beat bug, which is this little thing that got placed on the snare drum that would show the drummer what BPM he was playing at mm-hmm. without interfering with anything. Yeah. It was a light then, instead of audio. And, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it would just flash the number. And so oh, on the set the list, number. it had, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And on the set list, it had like the ideal BPM per song. And so he would just try and stay mm-hmm. with that. Um, we used that for, for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And then by the time we got to, our third album, we we wanted to try and use click track live because it's so much easier to perform for us to a click track night after night when everything mm-hmm. is consistent. Just feels mm-hmm. better, feels easier. If we we also did a tour where our drummer couldn't go to Canada. So we had to do a tour okay. with two drummers. And you know, at least knowing that the BPM was gonna be right and we right. could just yeah. and play the rest is was helpful. the rest so, is details. Yeah. Yeah, so we've we've been very used to playing to a click track and it's it's essential with any drummer. We can't play to a click, then mm-hmm. we can't play together. Like it's just not mm-hmm. not gonna happen. So mm-hmm. in the studio, it's no different, mm-hmm. you know, and any professional drummer plays to a click. And Dax can Nelson play to a click. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say that, Jim. Uh that Dax Nelson from Cheap Trick, he was saying because they yeah. have so many songs, like yeah. how many is in their repertoire? Like 200. 200. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Uh, so they've got 20 albums. Out. So, you know, it's like, yeah. you know, bam, <laughs> get it, get it right. You know, not just the intro, but and they don't do the same set list. Yeah. Some band, bands don't, you know, they're not like kiss that <laughs> every night. It's, it's the same, same, it's not same set yeah. list. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, he, he did the same. He's got, uh, he's got the, the beats per minute right there uh, telling him what to do. Yeah. Cause it's, mm-hmm. you, you have, you have it's, one second figured out. <laughs> Don't get it wrong. The the thing is, a a lot of people argue that, you know, by doing that, it limits the band and, you know, be, I don't know, more, more live feeling. But Mm -hmm. for us, it it actually makes it easier for us to, to change things up or vamp something Mm -hmm. and make it longer, you know, because we're not thinking about that. And, and that's a huge part of, of playing music and sound and cohesive if we don't have to think about how fast or slow we're playing, mm-hmm. then oh, yeah. it, it frees up that part of your mind right. to do something more fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. And what's typical is when you're playing live and you know this and most people do is your adrenaline kicks it up. So you go faster when you're more excited, just like people speak really yep. fast when they're excited and people don't understand what they're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so Sometimes. I've noticed that it's like, mm-hmm. if you can, you, you know, just think slowly, just like public speaking, slow down, yeah. you know, when you're playing, I know you're excited, you know, you're pumped, but slow down and then usually get it right. Yeah. Well, that, that's but sometimes, a, you know, sometimes yeah, go I ahead. just get bored Sometimes I'm <laughs> really? bored, and, and I'm like, I'm like, man, this feels so slow today, but I know 
that the BPM is correct. Yeah. But if I didn't know that the BPM was correct, I would be making everybody go faster. There's yeah. also the drunk aspect. If somebody's yeah. had too yeah. many beers, yeah, then they're playing everything way slower yeah. or way faster, probably. But or whatever, you yeah. know, it, it takes that out too. Well, that's a whole other aspect. So I was doing the adrenaline thing, but uh, you're talking about the boredom thing. Like this is so slow. That's interesting. Yeah. Sometimes I'll be like, oh, God, I've played this song 50,000 times on tour. Let's do something different. Like, I want it to be faster today. Yeah. You mentioned your tour. Let's see. So in in April, let's hold on a minute. In March 10th, you're starting in Chicago. Tell our listeners, we've got you've got 10 shows in the U.S. Very cool. And then in April, April 12th, you start your tour in the U.K. I think it's like maybe four or five shows. It's, with lit with lit it's, and i think and it's bolt. 14 or 15 nights in a row oh okay so that's gonna be an adventure and a half now covid's going in waves and has gone in waves kind of three or four months yeah. and so we're really hoping that we are in the middle of it and uh and that it's gonna die Look down towards the end of it well yeah i guess towards <laughs> the middle it's middle to end two-thirds give it um we're really hoping that is going to go down as we get to march and april and then may being excellent you know if we're looking at the mm-hmm. you know just looking at the science you know looking at the way it's going up and down so mm-hmm. i really hope that yeah works i out. mean the uk was ahead of us with omicron right and so if they're in the clear right now i am concerned for april okay <laughs> yeah. yeah if it's a three or four month cycle variants mm-hmm. you know all that stuff so yeah. i don't know we're i mean we're just along for the ride so the choice yeah. is not ours on that yeah. tour um, right. The March tour, you know, is we're headlining that. And so we have our friends, the Von Tramps coming with us. They're a great okay. band out of Minnesota. But yeah, I mean, as I mentioned, we're recovering from COVID. I'm on. Yeah, I was I was very, very sick for a couple oh. weeks. I'm slowly getting better. I didn't right before this. So I could hopefully mm-hmm. talk. But had I not been vaccinated, and boosted, I, I would have been one of those people in the hospital, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, uh, our kids were fine. And Lewis is, he, it's like he just got it three days ago. He thought oh. that he had had it and was already recovered. And he's like, I'm not, it's not going to get me. It's not going to get yeah. me. And he's in rough shape now. But silver lining is we won't have to worry about us, you know, passing it on for the March tour. Our drummer also mm-hmm. just recovered from it. And yeah. so, you know, hopefully March can go on as long as it mm-hmm. seems like a responsible, okay thing to do. You think you'll come up to the, well, maybe after the UK, um, come up to like Pennsylvania, New Jersey, or you've, you've played those states. I would yeah, think. I think we'll probably, we'll probably head over there in the summer if it's mm-hmm. looking like it's going to happen. That's actually the last place we played. We did um, Cambridge, Manhattan and Philly Okay. in the summer, or I guess in October, it was October. I think we played. We decided to do those because it was, you know, vax mandatory or test mandatory. And mm-hmm. it all seemed like it was relatively safe. So we did. We just flew in for those three shows. Oh, okay. We canceled the other dates around it, though. We had a lot mm-hmm. more booked. But There's a great theater. I don't want to be responsible for anyone. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a great theater in uh, Sellersville, Pennsylvania. North of Philly. Near Quakertown. Ah. Yeah, it gets lots it of seats like 300. Not a big place, but uh, but lots of good people coming through, and so it's pretty cool. Yeah, there's Roger hey, Dodger. <laughs> Hold on, Roger somebody. Dodger oh, loves mommy. Okay. Sometimes the kids make noises that sound like someone's at the door, and he is definitely a guard. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's tend to Roger. 
And he's off. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you mentioned your uh, show on Sirius. You're on the channel, Little Stevens Underground Garage. Yeah. And uh, what's the name of your show? Um, I mean, it's just the Kelly Ogden show. Oh, okay. I, I came up with the Sunrise Surprise show at first because I had no idea what I was doing or what was going to come out of my mouth. So okay. that was initially, I mean, that's, that's what it's called, but it's 4 mm-hmm. to 8 a.m. every morning, every week. Oh, okay. Four in the oh. morning? Yeah, four to really? eight. And on <laughs> delay after that in the app and online. <laughs> yeah. Well, four to eight, you know, you've got some and people you, that wake up at six, you know. Is it just talk or do you play music or you have, you have guests on... Um, it's music. I'm the only okay. only DJ, and okay. you know, there it's it's playlist underground garage playlist. I don't. Mm-hmm. It's not all my programming. There's a music programmer and director, and you know, I'm I'm literally the disc jockey. I'm just, mm-hmm. but okay. I don't know if you've ever listened to that station. Um, mm-hmm. but Stevie, Stevie's very into musical education and cool. how mm-hmm. music and music history can be educational. And he actually has this thing called Teach Rock. It's a, okay. a musical foundation where he they have an entire curriculum that they send out to teachers that that help teach history through music. It's really cool. Wow. But plus DJs, part of what we have or what we do is every single song we give at least two or three items of information about the song. So I never just say like, Hey, here's just like all the rest by the Dolly rocks, or I play just like all the rest by the Dolly rocks. I talk about all four or five songs in each, each set that I play. And it's about a minute, a minute, a break, Mm -hmm. 16 breaks a day. And so there's a lot of research that goes into it. There's a lot of storytelling. Yeah. I tell stories from touring in my personal life. A lot of stories from rock and roll books and history. I have a, a friend, his name's Tom Calhoun, um, but he does a lot of that research for me and mm-hmm. helps me out. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it'd be pretty impossible for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I used to have serious. Yeah, I had serious radio. I don't have it currently. But so again, Kelly, your radio show for our listeners, they can find it. Uh, is it Sunrise Surprise? Yes, yeah, it's Sirius yeah, okay. XM 21. And that's, that's every weekday, 4 to 8 a.m. Yeah. All right. I'm also on a, another station he started. It's called Little Stevens Coolest Songs in the World. It's mm-hmm. channel 721. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And every year or every week for the past 20 years, he has picked a coolest song in the world. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so there are over a thousand of them. And so we have a new station and I'm I'm the only J over there. I just mm-hmm. it's mostly music on that channel. Um, but I do in-betweens and I'll announce things. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of the DJs pick pick songs that change every week. So, and so I, I introduce those. Okay. That's very cool. Yeah. Well, there's a band called the grip weeds that I'm friends. Oh with. yeah. I play them New every Jersey. day. New York. Yeah, yeah. We know Kurt and Rick. We Kurt Ryle. Well. Yeah. I've <laughs> yeah. hung out with them and stuff, but uh, they were great for an interview. Uh, and then the weaklings, mm-hmm. which is Glenn Burtnick. Oh yeah. I've met him a couple of times and sort of Facebook friends. So I, I see that coolest song. You know, in the mm-hmm. I, I see them put because they're on that list a lot of times. Yeah, Kurt so. Ryle's been a part of them. He's had a lot this past year or so. Yeah, yeah. They just came a producer out with a new or cover album. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's called Dig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so one more thing, I I wanted to ask you about Joan Jett. Uh, in two thousand six, mm-hmm. you were signed to Blackheart Records. Now, is it true she saw you guys at a festival, or how did she? 
how was she turned on to the dolly rats because it was it her approaching you guys i would assume not exactly so oh, okay. we we touched on it earlier but our second album because i'm awesome we had we had already started recording and we had planned to release it on panic button which was part of lookout mm-hmm. then green day had the falling out with lookout and so we mm-hmm. needed a label because our label was gone and we were on warp tour that summer at the same time joan jett was one of the headliners that year uh, it was no effects and joan jett and um, against me is also one of my favorite bands but on the last second to last day we were in salt lake city i decided i was going to give the demo to mm-hmm. um, fat mike to see if we could okay. get it on fat records i gave it to who is now lord jane grace hoping that it could be passed on or something maybe and then at the end of jones set that day I was standing side stage watching like I did almost every day of mm-hmm. that work tour. <laughs> and, you know, she was walking off and like before my brain could be like, stop, my feet were walking toward her and I was right uh-huh. in front of her. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then my mouth started mm-hmm. moving and I wasn't thinking. Yeah. And I was like, hey, this is our demo. You know, we're looking for a label to put out our new album. You know, Lookout isn't isn't anymore. And. And she's like, oh, I love your band. I've been watching you all summer and, you know, I'll give it a listen. And I was like, oh, my God. okay, awesome. (laughs) It's what you needed to hear. She walks away. Yeah. She walks away. And in my head, I'm like, they're not going to listen. It's going to be in a stack of CDs in the bus Mm -hmm. and get thrown away in the morning. And and then I I guess it was like two weeks later, Blackheart Records called and they're like, hey, we'd love to put this out. Oh, let's let's figure out how to do it. And that was Mm -hmm. that was it. I literally handed her a CD. Did you have one album, two albums out on there? Uh, we did two albums with them. It mm-hmm. was Because I'm Awesome and A Little Messed Up. And after the second one, it was right around the time that people started using Kickstarter and doing yeah. crowdfunding. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had we had had a lot of luck with music licensing and film and TV. But of course, when you're on a record label and you have a publishing deal, you don't get that money. There's always some way that you don't get any of that money. And we needed to make a living. Um, Lewis and I really wanted to have a family someday. And Mm -hmm. so we're like, you know, it might be smart for us to to at least own our masters and and see, you know, we've got a lot of fans. Maybe they'll they'll want to do this with us that way. And so for our fourth album, we did a Kickstarter and we hit a goal within a number of hours. And and that was that. And now that is the way that we we do all of our albums. We view different platforms, Kickstarter. I can't even remember what the other ones are called. Pledge Music. And Mm -hmm. now we just use Shopify and we do it more as a pre-order. And so Mm -hmm. the fans pre-order the album with lots of weird, funny things like I'll do a phone call, you know, for somebody that you care about or you I'll give you a phone call pep talk or you know you can ask me any questions you're curious about um i'll bake cookies you know a lot of it's just album packages cds t-shirts posters that kind of stuff but but by doing it this way you know we have control of of our music and and our fans get to watch us you know make the album which i think is the best part really mm-hmm. yeah. um that we tell them, look, we're we're about to start an album. Do you want to do it with us? And we show them the whole thing from writing it to, you know, figuring out what it's going to look like, uh, everything. So it, it actually makes it more fun to make the albums because we've got them along for the ride. Yeah, you're controlling a lot of it more so than mm-hmm. 
someone else. To, yeah. yeah. And the participation yeah. with the fans and, yeah. you know, they, they can participate and they also know what's coming up and yeah, they're, they're right there yeah. with you. That's, that's awesome. I think Mike has yeah. a joke. Oh yeah. So, um, <laughs> oh, good. I, I heard this joke the other day and, and then I thought of uh, you in an interview coming up because of your, uh, your rabbit stories. So a priest, a minister and a rabbit walk into a bar. They go up to the bar and the bartender says, hey, I can serve you, but first I need to know your blood type. And so then the rabbit goes, oh, I think I'm a type O. Ah. <laughs> Again, it's a priest, a minister and a rabbit. Which usually it's a rabbi. Rabbi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might steal that from my radio show on Friday. I tell terrible jokes. Yeah. And I have these two books, which are really. <laughs> there are sound effects. Oh, what do you got there? What do you got there, Kelly? They're horrible, horrible books that a fan gave me on tour. Um, <laughs> okay. Sometimes I'll just read from them randomly. Yeah. And surprise, surprise. Yeah. 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 They're yeah. so bad. So anyway, I'm a punch, joke the punchline is oh. I think I'm oh. a type O. Yeah, we got that. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so our listeners can, um, they can go to your website, uh, dollyrots.com. You've got a lot of cool stuff on there, like this. Oh, there it is. Cookie tin. Oh, the cookie tin. Yeah. Uh, there's no cookies in it anymore. No. Yeah, I have to tell I you, you let, me see, let me see that. Too. I have to tell you, your cookies tasted like the ones my mom made. Oh, just like mama used to make. Don't tell I'm, anyone the secret. My mom would make cho chocolate chip house. cookies. Do you know, um, do you ever hear of Charlie Chip? Charlie yes. Chip. So yes. they would come in the big tin, can the chips. Well, my mom would save those yep. tins and fill it with chocolate chip cookies. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. a lot of cookies. When I was young, you know, a lot younger, you know, when I was a kid. This is a, this is a I great. would eat most of them. <laughs> I know you would. Uh, our, our, your fans would love this. This is a, uh, it's a tin. It's about uh, five inches by four inches. And uh, it's, it's got the theme. It's got the Alice in Wonderland theme going there. I, I possibly, I don't, um, you know, there's teacups and mushrooms. Down the rabbit hole. And that's the album cover. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. So it is, go, go it go. is the album cover. It's the white rabbit. Yes, yeah. it is the white rabbit. And uh, oh, he's looking cool. And the the other item, which I don't unfortunately have here, but uh, it's soap. Soap. And oh yeah, it's a reference to your song "I'm Awesome." With yes, it's naturally deodorized. I love that line. <laughs> I'm naturally. Yeah, it was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so that that comes from our parent life because our our eight year old, one of his his best friends her parents have a, a little a soap company they go oh, to all the okay. farmers and stuff yeah, yeah and so i was like hey for christmas we should do a collaboration and they're like <laughs> we would love that and so wow. yeah we ordered a whole bunch so from what, them and it was really so, cool it smells what's the name good. of great what's the name of those soaps naturally shopping deodorized. Block. Oh, oh okay yeah <laughs> oh i'm sorry shopping Block. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If you look up Chopping Block, they've got an Etsy store. They ship everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, but it's cool. it's all natural, mm -hmm. you know, made it in their well, I was going to ask what the soap smelled like. Yeah. I guess um, it's so it like. is. It's geranium, rose, lemon, and a touch of patchouli because I'm a little bit okay. of a hippie. Okay. <laughs> Just a little. And then, of course, they can get your new album uh, on the website, autographed or not yeah. autographed. Mm -hmm. It's only $5 extra for yeah. autograph. Yeah. It's like nothing. And I saw you have personalized song on there. 
which is pretty cool. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. um, Because I'm awesome. Happy birthdays. We're on Cameo, too. So it's kind of like, okay, there you go. Kind of like Cameo, but you get a whole song of it. Okay. Yeah. We'll put, we'll put someone's song in because I'm awesome. I don't even know what kind of witchcraft Lewis uses to do it, but it sounds perfect. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. That isn't, that takes it to another level there. Yeah. Yeah. So it was good talking to you, Callie. Yeah, great talking to you. Sorry we didn't, couldn't talk to Lewis, but yeah. give him our best. I and know. Hope tell him that we missed him and uh, and we wish him well. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully he's on the mat soon. All right. Yeah. Night, guys. Well, it was nice talking to you. Time for football. Yeah. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Today's interview was recorded on Zoom and at, did you say, 7 Studios in Washington, New Jersey. Go to the YouTube channel for exclusive video content. Exit music by the band 99%. Today's show was produced and edited by Jim Thatcher. You can find Jim and Mike Talk Music on Apple Music, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you listen to podcasts. The songs Just Like All the Rest, Mermaid, I Know How to Party, and Jackie Chan. Use with permission from Kelly Ogden.